Denial is the most predictable of all human responses. Conspiracy theorists of the world unite. He is refining his methods. He is evolving. There have been other times when a danger upon the world required the services of singular individuals. There are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. Are you like a crazy person? I'm quite sure they will say so. Dark Fringe Radio. Thanks for joining in on the podcast tonight. I really appreciate it. And we got a good one for you guys tonight. You guys have been asking for it, and I'm going to bring it to you tonight. The Flat Earth Theory. And I got a special guest on the line by the name of John Davis, and he is actually the secretary of the Flat Earth Society. So he has a lot of insight, a lot of knowledge at his fingertips. Uh, hopefully he's going to share it with us tonight. And... Um, hope to maybe answer some of those questions that you guys may have regarding that whole theory. I know it's something very polarizing, so we're going to get into all that here in a moment. want to remind everybody of our social media. Very, very, very important social media. On uh, Twitter and also on Facebook. And you can catch us there at Dark Fringe Radio on both of those. And you know, I appreciate if you guys could get on there. And uh, give a like and a share to all our content that we put out on a daily basis. Uh, we hope to hopefully put out decent content for you guys to share and like and keep you guys entertained. So please make sure to get on both of those uh, platforms and um, you know share that content. So um, also I want to remind everybody you can catch our latest podcast um, always on iTunes. Apple iTunes podcast. Uh, you just look for Dark Fringe Radio. Give a five star review and also a comment. I would appreciate it as much as uh, you know, possibly can. You know, do that to support the show, and um, you know that's your way of kind of paying back uh, to me to make sure that I'm doing what I'm. You know, I'm doing a decent job. So if you could just do me that favor and uh, do me a solid and go on there on the iTunes. Uh, Apple iTunes podcast on Dark Fringe Radio. Give a five star liking and also a comment. And uh, if you could leave that for Matt, appreciate it as well. So uh, SoundCloud, you can always reach us there. Dark Fringe Radio, that's for the Android users. So please uh, give a like there as well. So I appreciate it there too. Um, also wanted to um, give a big mention to someone who actually did go on the iTunes uh, site and gave a an actual comment and review. And it's uh, by BLCS Girl. And she commented on uh, saying, great show on aliens, funny, smart, and entertaining. Look forward to the next one. So, um, again, I wanted to give a big shout-out to BLCS Girl um, on iTunes for giving us that comment. So, 
Um, I do appreciate it. Every week, um, if you give a five-star liking and a comment, I will um, give you a shout-out on the podcast. So you guys could um, you know look forward to that every week. So, again, I uh, wanted to uh, mention also a couple other housekeeping uh, items. I wanted to mention that um, guest last week, David Rodriguez from Prism, they actually have an event coming out on uh, January 31st, and that's for, obviously, the local Miami people there. Um, and it starts at 5.30 p.m. at Cape Florida Lighthouse at the Bill Bag State Recreational Area. Um, basically, come explore the spooky side of Cape Florida Lighthouse on the night of the blue moon. Uh, limited tickets on sale now for this haunting experience and all proceeds benefits the Friends of Cape Florida uh, charity. So please, uh, if you guys are interested in doing a ghost hunt with the uh, PRISM uh, Paranormal uh, Research Group, please give a, a ring to 305 361 eight seven seven nine again the number is three oh five three six one eight seven seven nine so that's for the uh prism event uh ghost hunting event at the cape florida lighthouse at the bill bag state recreational area so please uh that's uh going to be a very limited event so um limited spaces are available so they will fill up pretty quickly but um i definitely recommend uh, this event for anybody who's interested. So um, another thing I wanted to mention, one of our other past guests as well, Robert Sullivan, uh, his book, A Pack with the Devil, is um, available now on Amazon. And uh, for more information on that, you can go to robertsullivaniv.com. So that's robertsullivaniv.com. That's R-O-B-E-R-T-S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N-I-V.com. So uh, you can go there, check out all his stuff. And the uh, newest book that he has out of Pack with the Devil is available now. So wanted to mention that. Um, another thing I also wanted to mention, you know, big congratulations to uh, Guillermo del Toro for his Director of the Year uh, win for The uh, Shape of Water. So big, big, big round of applause to uh, Guillermo there. Um, I'm a huge fan of all his work. I can't wait to see this uh, film that he's put out. It's, you know, it's been getting nothing but great reviews um, from anyone that's seen it. And uh, unfortunately, he's had an issue with some you know distribution of the film. Um, it was only uh, available in certain movie theaters. And in, when it was, it was very limited at that time. So, um, you know, he was plagued by that. So hopefully, um, you know, with the cult following that he's definitely um, uh, gathering for this movie, um, he's able to get a wider release or maybe even a more extended release in the movie theater so he can actually, you know, cover the cost for this film. So all these films cost money, people, you know what I mean? At least, um, you know, he can win all the awards, but if it doesn't, you know, cover cover the nut, you know, um, it doesn't really you know matter because it doesn't make money in Hollywood. So, but big congratulations to him. Uh, regarding that uh, that win for director of the year, very long overdue. So, and also, if you're looking to watch uh, something decent on TV for the weekend, um, or uh, you know something with uh, you know the family, or you know maybe with your girlfriend, your wife, uh, you know whatever have you, uh, I, I recommend this uh, movie on Netflix called Bright, and it has Will Smith in it, and um, it's a, a movie. It's a cop movie with orcs. Uh, as another race involved uh, in the whole spectrum of uh, the world. So, uh, you know, you have, you know, regular people, you know, all different races, but you also add an orc race to it. Uh, and there's also elves and a lot of crazy shit, but really cool movie, I should say. And, you know, very, very well done. Uh, a lot of plot twists back and forth. The orc lead uh, guy who's Will Smith's partner, 
uh, does a very good job. Uh, so I definitely recommend uh, Bright on Netflix. So uh, you definitely like that one. So check that out, Bright on Netflix. I wanted to remind everybody um, our email as well, uh, thedarkfringe at gmail.com for any uh, comments. Uh, we're doing a mailbag. So uh, any, every week anybody sends in um, any kind of uh, questions uh, regarding anything paranormal, uh, conspiratorial, uh, anything that you may have, uh, send it to the dark fringe at gmail.com the dark fringe at gmail.com uh, send that over to me i get those i'll read them and um, i'll read them on the um, podcast as well and uh, give you my answer so again uh, if you could do that i would certainly appreciate it well um next is our interview with john davis and um, a very interesting individual um he has a lot to say uh, when it comes to a lot of the um the theories regarding the flat earth and um it's just um a very interesting take and you have to have an open mind and you know I, like i said to people and people have asked me hey do you believe in something like this and i and my immediate response is always it doesn't matter what i think i think you know you should do your own research and you kind of come up to your own conclusion it's kind of hard to look past or you know look beyond what we're taught uh, especially you know what we've known all our life so I'm not saying that I'm a believer. I'm not saying that I'm not a believer. But what I'm saying is this, is, is that sometimes we do have to look past the uh, point of indoctrinization when it comes to the things that we know uh, to the possibilities of things that could be the alternative. So I think that is very kind of you know true in this kind of particular polarizing subject. And people get very angry uh, for some reason when people talk about this. I mean, this is probably one of the you know most polarizing subjects that people have asked me about. Uh, even you know the listeners of the show you know, have clamored to you know have us talk about it. I was kind of reluctant to talk about this subject, but I really wanted to get into it because everybody asked about it as well. So again, I hope you guys enjoy our interview here with uh, Mr. John Davis. And um, to get any more information regarding the flat Earth, you can go to, to um, the Flat Earth Society's website at flat org. Again, flatearthsociety.org. You can catch all that uh, Flat Earth information uh, that comes out on a daily basis. And um, I'm sure our guest here, John Davis, has a lot to do with that content that goes on that site as well as he's the secretary. So I'm sure he deals with a lot of that information. So, well, nonetheless, guys, I hope you enjoy our interview with the secretary of the Flat Earth Society, Mr. John Davis. Fairy lives don't matter today. That's it right there. I'll take the little homie out LAPD style like you do. Oh, and uh, you keep doing all your gangster stuff. I'm just trying to sell my house. Don't worry about that. Everybody's just trying to get along and have a good life. All of the races are different. Just because they're different doesn't mean anybody's better or worse than anybody. Hey, uh, where's the diversity hire? I got a dude in my car. I didn't ask for it, but the whole world is watching. Boy, it's okay you don't like me. Man, I'm not out here to be your friend. I need to know if shit pop off that you got my back. Can't hide it, Ward. Humans have physical tells. Like the face. What's my face? The human who needs a lot more conjugal love type face. Do not wink at me like that. Westlake units requesting assistance. Three out of nine show us en route. 
for the cavalry. We are the cavalry. What is it? Shorter. You want ten million dollars? You're not stealing that one. You gotta get out of this neighborhood. They're gonna kill you, then me, and that's when the stupid shit's gonna start. The magic wand. We have to secure it. Out of the academy. No, they do not. I am not afraid. I am not afraid. They're gonna keep coming. I am not afraid. I am not afraid. Let's do it. Toyota Corolla. All right, Dark Fringe Radio listeners, I have a special guest on the line with me here tonight uh, by the name of John Davis. And uh, John Davis is a flattist uh, for over the uh, past 10 years. And uh, John has been interviewed by uh, several news sources, including the BBC, Pace Magazine. Uh, and his interviews have been featured on Bad Astronomer, uh, Fox News Radio. And print. He's a software engineer, a computer scientist, and enjoys epistemology and mathematics. And if you could, uh, please welcome to Dark Fringe Radio Secretary of the Flatter Society, Mr. John Davis. John, how are you tonight? Oh, I'm doing great. Just glad to be here. Thanks so much, John, for uh, joining here on the podcast. And listen, you know, we're going to talk about probably one of the most polarizing subjects of our time, the flat earth theory. Oh, definitely. And it uh, certainly uh, seems to uh, have caught in people's attention lately. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, I, I think I would attribute this probably um, closest to maybe uh, in the last 10 years, the JFK assassination when people started getting into it. Um, but this is actually, I think, has eclipsed that in a, many, in, in a lot of different ways. And I'm sorry to use that pun, but, <laughs> you know, it, it has overshadowed that in, in a lot of ways. But um, I kind of wanted to jump into this, you know, head first and you know, I, I kind of gave you a little bit of your, your background. Could you give me maybe a little bit more, uh, maybe if I missed anything? Uh, sure. Um, I've been uh, doing the whole Flat Earth game, uh, uh, believing the Flat Earth for over a decade, pro- probably closer to 15 years now, if not a bit more. Um, I do a lot of work uh, both on the theory side, working on some of the mathematics, as well as uh, running the society uh a lot of their day-to-day things like a membership, um, which we're about to reopen. And uh, we recently awarded to BOB and um, as well as uh, maintaining our web properties, our branding and our uh, uh, library where we, we uh, try to collect as, as much flattered literature that's out there and make it available for everyone to, to read. Yeah. And that's probably one of the um, most unsung, uh, probably uh, I would say, uh, duties as a secretary of any kind of um, society 
is, uh, you know, collecting all that data, compiling it and um, archiving it and making sure that it's available. So, uh, you know, I definitely applaud you on that. Um, let me ask you this, John. Um, you know, we've been told throughout time and in, in, in our educational system that the Earth is round, of course. And from studying globes as far as I could remember when I was a kid and studying basic astronomy that the planets are told to us in our solar system that they're round. Could you tell me why we would be taught one thing and it not be the truth as the basic concept of the shape of the planets? Sure. Uh, and there's a few reasons for that. And it, it kind of depends on how deep you want to go down the conspiracy hole. Um, uh, you know, right, right off the bat, uh, we could just be wrong. Um, uh, we could be looking at the, the facts in a certain way that uh, what was your toes on? I think it's, it's far easier to, to believe it and to rationalize that belief, uh, especially when it's an almost universal belief. Um, you know, you can turn on any movie and you'll probably see a globe at the, at the start or somewhere in the movie, um, let alone every classroom and uh, just about everything you think of. Um, getting, you know, a little bit more onto the, the conspiracy side of things, I hear a, a good three or four reasons um, why we might be... Uh, why, you know, uh, people would lie about it or, or, or might hide the truth or, uh, you know, whether intentionally or unintentionally. Uh, the, the one that's uh, gaining popularity, popularity again and one that was popular uh, a little earlier in our history uh, was that it's, uh, there's a religious um, a motivation here uh, that people are trying to undermine God um, since the Bible uh, clearly hints at a, a flat earth, if not outright states it. Um, uh, other than that, uh, you can go down a sort of Orwellian, uh, stance and he even mentions this in, uh, 1984, uh, where he, uh, says, you know, is it beyond us to, you know, create a, an alternate astronomy, um, and goes on to talk a little bit about the flat earth. Uh, but the idea there would be that, uh, you know, control of information and control of, um, you know, control of information has its own sort of power, you know, in and of itself. Um, you, you can keep going there. Uh, you know, to other things like, well, they're siphoning off the budget of space agencies, uh, making this techno technology, which are the pet projects, and then selling to the private sector, uh, kind of swindling the, the U.S. public or uh, whatever um, government, you know, uh, government's public uh, it ha happens to be. Uh, you can also look at, uh, there's also several, you know, code word narratives and whatnot where, you know, or uh, space race narratives where we you know, faked going to the moon, and then uh, sh shortly after we realized that uh, the Earth was flat, and, and, you know, that's why we were having so much trouble getting up there. And so we were kind of caught in this lie. Otherwise, we would uh, lose the legitimacy of, you know, excuse me, legitimacy of our government, um, you know, especially at that time. Yeah, I can follow that. I mean, I could I could see that, and um, I can understand that because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm under the belief personally that, you know, we never actually went to the moon. I mean, that's just my personal belief. And I think I, I believe that a lot of that stuff was faked. That was what we saw on, um, you know, the news and the media at that time. But that um, that actually brings me to another question, because, you know, we have a lot of these people now um, that have brought up the subject. Like I said, it's so polarizing. Everybody's talking about it. It's probably one of the most hot button topics as far as conspiracy theories is involved in our time. Um, but one question comes to mind is that, Recently, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, he tweeted a picture of a, uh, what a lunar eclipse would look like under a flat Earth theory. 
Um, and of course, it's nothing like what we're used to seeing, you know, currently. Can you elaborate on that that photo, or maybe you know, maybe give me a little bit of insight onto that? Yeah. Well, first off, I just like to state how funny I find it that you know folks like Neil deGrasse Tyson and uh, you know Bill Nye and um, so on uh, find the need to, to to you know go attack us if our view is so supposedly ridiculous. Uh, why, why are they even giving us the day of time? Uh, it kind of re- reminds me a bit of what happened to uh, Alfred Ru- Russell Wallace uh, further back in our history. Um, uh, and, and there's a few times, but uh, both uh, Bill Nye and Neil deGrasse Tyson have made points against us that have either been patently wrong, uh, you know, given our beliefs, or just uh, wrong given their beliefs. Um, uh, this is a good example. Obviously, uh, the well, we have a lot of different theories about lunar eclipses. Um, I think one of the oldest ones, and uh, you know, just showing that, um, you know. Uh, this answer has been something that we've, this question has been something we've answered for, uh, it's been over a hundred years now, at least it was in the 1800s when the book was written, um, by, a, a, a Dr. Samuel Robotham who, uh, uh, so sort of founded our group back then, or, or at least the point of view. And, uh, he, his explanation is that there's another object or a shadow object that's, um, getting in between the earth and the, the moon um, since then, there's been a lot of other work and a lot of other explanations, uh, especially those that uh, rely on the fact that we believe that the moon is self-luminous. Um, and that's most often supported by uh, biblical evidence there. But on the other hand, there's a lot of um, evidence brought forth of sp- specific instances of seeing like light through a lunar eclipse or um, daytime lunar eclipses as well that make any other you know the globular explanation uh a bit hard to swallow yeah that's interesting because i i did see something um of that of that effect as far as the um what you're speaking of in in regards to the moon being self-illuminous and um there was one theory that i did see about how the moon actually will reduce the degree of temperature you know, in some places here on earth, um, because of the eclipse that, you know, or what it's going, or it, you know, the, the moon itself illuminating on a, on a certain area, um, whether the degree of temperature may go down or up, it, there would be a fluctuation of some sort. Is, is that what you're, you're talking about right there? I know, but that's something that also comes up, especially in a lot of the older literature. And I think it's something that a lot of modern day flatists, um, don't pay a lot of mind to, but when you get back and, uh, you know some of the the older stuff, and, and there's probably a few uh, other people today that also believe it. Um, but there, there's talk about how the moon's rays are cooling and how they do differ from the sun, uh, the sun's rays. Um, and there's just a plethora of evidence for that uh, just throughout history, aside from whether the fact of the matter is that the Earth is round or whether it's flat. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people you'll, you'll talk to, especially in the medical profession and at hospitals will say um, that the, uh, you know, the, the full moon tends to bring out crazies and that the moonlight uh, uh, also uh, you'll, you'll see just from experts all the way back from antiquity um, up into the early 1800s, you'll see them uh, saying that, you know, the moonlight causes rotting effects. Uh, you'll see the same sort of thing in a lot of uh, bugs and animals and prey. A lot of uh, predators will come out a lot more at night and be more enraged and a lot of uh, uh, animals and, and such will also um, 
you know, you'll show, you'll see studies that show increased bed visits. Now, uh, it, you know, to be fair, I, I do have to say, I do have a responsibility to say that uh, there are studies that say both ways on that. Um, but just the, the breadth of that evidence all the way back, you know, to uh, folks like Heroditis or, um, uh, you know, some of the other Greek philosophers all the way through all of uh, educated history until just recently. Uh, it's, it's hard to throw all the arguments out. Yeah, you know, that makes sense. I mean, that's where the whole word lunacy comes from, right? I mean, it comes from the word, you know, luna, which is the moon, you know, through Latin. So, you know, lunacy is where, you know, obviously where people go crazy and through the full moon is where, you know, you usually see that type of behavior. And I, I could see that, you know, you know, my my mother, for instance, just to give you an example, she worked at a hospital for almost 20 years and she would um, obviously see the, you know, the repetitive maybe um, – uh, nature of how the full moon would affect certain people. Um, and, um, you know, she would always tell that to me. She would always explain, hey, listen, you know, this tonight's going to be crazy because it's a full moon and, you know, people are going to be off the handle tonight. And so, you know, I could I could definitely see that. You know, a, another point of contention is the ship in the horizon theory. Uh, that's one of the most you know popular things where it said that if a ship sails away in the horizon under a flat earth theory, uh, we would be able to see that ship no matter how far it goes. And if that case is, you know, true, you know, why wouldn't I be able to see, say, for instance, I'm in Florida, right? For instance, why wouldn't mm -hmm. I be able to see Cuba? Is it just because of the technology of the, the of the of the camera or of, you know, whatever I'm looking through? Or is it because of maybe the cur curvature of the earth or, you know, what is it? And, uh, and, and again, as a group of uh, free thinkers, we have a lot of uh, different beliefs over the, uh, you know, our long history concerning this. Um, you know, as, as far as the, you know, the main question, you know, why, why can't I see, say, London or uh, 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 anywhere on the world from here? Uh, when light passes through the particles in air, uh, it, it actually scatters the light and makes it less, um, it makes it harder to, you know, to see. Uh, this is sort of why we have, a, that's sort of why the, the sky's blue um, in the instance of uh, Rayleigh scattering, uh, which is a little bit slightly different on the flat earth, but, but, you know, still the, the principle exists, um, that just light does not travel indefinitely. Uh, if you ever, uh, have spent a, a good amount of time at the, the shore, uh, far more often, uh, and, and almost universally more often what I'll, I'll see happen is when ships, you know, go move away, uh, from, from us or, you know, go into the distance, they actually fade, fade out. Now I'm not saying that, there's, you know, never a case where you might see the mass first. Of, co of course, that, that, that does happen. And there are explanations for that. And they range from, you know, the, the, older, the older literature will talk about uh, um, perspective effect, where let's say you're um, looking at, uh, you're, you're looking at a very long street, uh, you know, let's say an indefinitely long street, and it has a, uh, a bunch of street lamps on it. Um, and, and as you look at it to the distance, it's, you're going to notice that the base of the um, street lamp starts to disappear and sort of blend in with the base of the, uh, the ground, just by, by the nature that it's, cl it's closer to the, the center of your line of sight. And so it's going to shrink a little quicker than the rest of it. Um, there's there's a, a lot of other you know, things that come to play, too. For example, uh, the waves that are closer to you are going to appear uh, proportionally larger than uh, far away objects. So as you get further away, the, the closer waves are going to make it appear as if the, the base of uh, whatever, a boat, for example, it, you know, in this example, a boat, um, 
would be obscure, obscured more, even though the, the wave size is obviously the same, uh, no matter how close you are. Sounds, you know, that sounds realistic. Well, let me let me say this. You know, I've talked about a few points of reference that, you know, where non-believers of the flat earth theory bring up. Can you give me maybe, you know, two, maybe three points of reference or evidence that you can mention that may point to the hypothesis of a flat earth? Can you give me anything? Sure. Um, there's a lot. Uh, first off, I'd like to say, well, the most common you're ever going to hear, and you're going to hear it from everybody, uh, it's sort of our... our almost a hat trick at this point um, where you'll uh, someone will say, you know, show me the curve and you, and there's no experience that uh, we, we have as humans really um, except for, you know, maybe a few minor that a couple of people out of, you know, all of us have ever seen where you can actually see any curvature. And when you actually examine those instances, it's almost impossible to verify that that curvature was not caused by, um, the placement of your eyes on, on the horizon, uh, causing barrel distortion, um, uh, an insufficient field of view, that sort of thing. There's a, a fellow, and he's, he's actually a, a rounder scientist, um, an expert in optics uh, called Lynch, and he wrote a paper about uh, the heights and, and whatnot that you would theoretically, if the Earth was round, of course, um, be able to see this curvature. And as it turns out, it's actually far above uh, commercial airlines. Um, and then... At those heights, uh, and, and we've talked to a few military people to confirm this. You, you, you have to, you're, you're going to be in equipment and um, airplanes that have a, not an appropriate field of view to be able to, to you know, actually see it. Um, so, it's the, the first one is really wh- where's this curvature, and uh, and it's funny to me that you know people come up to me daily and say, well, I can see curvature at the beach, you know. Or I can see it at, um, you know, when I, when I went on an airplane to London or whatnot. Uh, and, and this is just patently false, even if the Earth was round. So a lot of people, I think it's hard to give a lot of good evidence because people literally are seeing what they want to see uh, and what they've been taught to see. Uh, just the way, you know, the mind works and how we process visual images, uh, let alone, you know, issues with the eye itself and, what, and uh, the tools we use to, like, you know, telescopes and whatnot. Um, which will all cause barrel distortion if you're not very exact uh, to an almost ridiculous level uh, uh, in its use. Um, another one you'll 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 hear just uh, again. I, I put it in the hat trick uh, category is that um, water is always level, and and over the years we've done a lot of experiments with this, and and so have other groups, um, including that, uh, some of the early hollow earthers. Oddly enough. Um, but uh, when you put pour water into a glass, or if you um, you know tr- uh, try to pour it over a ball, or you know anytime you ever see water, it's always level. Uh, there's no no curvature to it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no way there there can be. It's that's just against the whole the whole nature of water. Um, you know, with the exception of you know perhaps a test tube might might have a, a little dip of it, and you know the water in the middle due to the surface tension. Uh, right. Obviously, we're not talking about that when we're talking about, you know, lakes and bodies of water. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, and then get back to our library. We just have uh, uh, a lot of the the uh, older flat earthers, uh, again, back in, you know, the 1900s, early 1900s, late 1800s, uh, would compile just books and books and books and books. Uh, like, I, I think there's about four or five uh, books out there uh, now uh, 
that are about called literally 100 proofs that the earth isn't a globe or uh, 100 proofs this and that, um, uh, 100 proofs Zedetic uh, for Zedetic astronomy. And the, the breadth and the, of the, the arguments is just uh, uh, ridiculous. For example, a lot of times you'll hear uh, a, a globulist or a, a round earther say that you ha uh, snipers have to account for the curvature of the earth um, when they're shooting a bullet. And let, let me uh, rephrase that, the, the rotation of the earth when you shoot a bullet and take into account the Coriolis effect. Um, and this is just about as uh, ridiculous as believing that uh, toilets flush opposite in you know Australia, uh, even if such a force did exist, it, it's so small that it's it, it's silly. And um, so the fact that we don't see the the Coriolis effect, and when we look at things like Foucault pendulums, they produce very inconsistent results. So much so that most museums will place magnets below. And this is not you know just <laughs> me being crazy or something. This is you, you can look this up. Mm -hmm. This is uh, you know what they do. They they place magnets to guide it. Uh, to show, you know, that a Foucault pendulum actually works when in reality uh, it, it's very imprecise and um, it's being manipulated by yeah, it's being manipulated by magnetic forces, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. There's just, there's so much evidence. I I, I, I don't want to keep going. I, I, I we have so much evidence in front of us that we can be a little dainty in our uh, selection, I suppose. Yeah, no, I understand. Listen, um, you know, you touched on something about the astronomy, you know, aspect of this. And, you know, back in 1610, Galileo Galilei, you know, he observed the moons and, you know, um, of Jupiter rotating around it. Um, he described them as small planets orbiting a larger planet. And the description was very difficult for uh, even the church at that time to accept and follow it as a geocentric model where everything was supposed to revolve around the Earth. Now, you know, this... Um, this observation was also showed that the planets like Jupiter, Neptune, and later Venus that was also observed are all spherical, you know, in an orbit around, you know, around the sun. Now, you know, we talked about how the flat earth is not, an, you know, a new theory. This is something that's been going on for hundreds of years um, because at a long time ago, you know, we're talking about three, four, five hundred years ago, a lot of people thought that the earth was flat. So this is not something that's new. Why do you think this model now or why do you think that model was so accepted and then, you know, now just kind of forgotten about the flat earth now in our time? Well, it's actually odd because, well, there's a few points here um, that i like to touch on, you know, starting from the beginning uh, with uh, Galileo. It's actually interesting because if you look at uh, some of the writings of folks um, like uh, Paul Feyerabend, um, he wrote against method. He talks about how Galileo, uh, the the reason why his work wasn't accepted was not just because you know the church happened to disagree with it. Uh, you know, as point in fact, uh, far earlier they, uh, as you mentioned, changed their mind on the flat Earth when given evidence. Um, when you look at the work of Galileo and even Einstein, uh, it kind of quipped at this when he said uh, that the work is aimed far more. You know, I'm paraphrasing far more at uh, comprehension than accuracy. Uh, there's just wild things in there that uh, it would be impossible for the, the the council that uh, you know came together, which both had scientific experts um, as well as uh, religious experts, and then also experts of the time that argued against Galileo, like Kepler. Um, I believe that's right, Kepler. Um, so, simply saying that um, it's hard. It's hard for me. The reason it was hard to swallow Galileo, I think, at first was uh, not 
necessarily some re- uh, war between religion and reason, but instead, um, because there was patent, you know, mistruths in there that, you know, even uneducated men of the time would know. For example, um, the Copernican model at the time uh, miscalculated the amount of tides in a day. Um, <laughs> you know, something that any sailor would, would you know, uh, know right yeah. off the, the base. Of course, yeah. Um, as far as it, and, you know, I, I forgot the, the middle point I was going to make, so I'm going to jump right back to, you know, why is it so popular now? Um, you know, I, I'd like to say it's because it's true. Um, <laughs> and, you know, eventually people figured out. Now, it is true that, you know, uh, you know, 300, 400 years ago, uh, people actually, uh, the you know, there's actually a myth that people in, you know, the Middle Ages or the Dark Ages or however you want to call it, um, believe that the Earth was flat. And a lot of historians have come out recently, um, you know, unrelated to our movement. And have said that you know this is actually not true. It's sort of creating this uh, again, this uh, sort of fake war between religion and reason and science. Um, when in actuality, when you look at history, uh, you see that most often religion is on the same side of science. Not only in our culture and, and in uh, Western culture, but uh, in e- Eastern culture too. Uh, for example, um, so yeah, the reason why it's so popular, uh, uh, you, you could boil it down to oh we've got some celebrity endorsements um we've uh you know gotten ourselves out there a lot more you know i I know i've been fighting at the front lines for quite a while on the idea but i think it's uh i think it's because it's true (laughs) yeah listen it 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 holds a lot of water and it it, and the only reason why it would hold a lot of water and i i do believe right now you know we're in a time of awakening we are seeing a lot of things for what they really truly are um, I, I think that more than ever, and you know, I think it's kind of more of a repetitive thing. I think these things come in waves. I think we kind of had an age of awakening in the seventies. Um, things kind of died down in the eighties and really went to non-existent or silent in the nineties and the two thousands. So I think now that we're starting to get into, you know, our age now, we're starting to see a little bit more of an awakening and uh, people are starting to open their eyes up to, you know, alternative views and theories uh, when it comes to our earth and, and, and where we came from and, you know, what, where we are exactly as human beings. So um, another point of contention that I want to kind of, yeah, another point of contention I, I want to bring with that. Um, Go ahead. And I, I, just to add a little bit, sorry to interrupt, uh, I think it also has to do with us, um, not only the advance of like relativism and, and as a scientific um method and you know uh, even against method like i mentioned earlier but uh, i think people are realizing that science isn't we're not using science properly when we're treating it as a dogma it's almost like we want to shoot science in the foot uh when we do that kind of action and so i think people are getting a little fed up with science encroaching onto the social landscape and saying stuff like well and you know whichever way you believe on it you know i, I don't think science should be making decisions such as, you know, should people be able to have abortions or, um, you know, different emotional and actual social issues, not scientific issues uh, down that line. Yeah, and you're right, because, I mean, how many times do we read the headlines today and we see that, you know, NASA or whomever says that, you know, there's another planet that's similar to the Earth um, that's maybe, you know, three or four moons away from us. And, you know, why are we just starting to see these things now? Why didn't we see these things 20 years ago? Um, Why is this, you know, are these things coming up now? You know, why is Pluto all of a sudden not a planet? Why did that get downgraded? You know, all these questions come up and, 
you really kind of the the question comes up to me as just a normal guy, a layman. I I have no, I'm not a scientist by no means, John. But what I'm saying is, is that a normal guy that I can say that you know people tell me this information, the people that are supposed to know, quote unquote, what the truth is. It gets changed from day to day. It's never the same. It's like, okay, oh, I'm sorry, we're wrong. There's something else out there. So it never seems to me like they really, really, really know what the truth is. Mm-hmm. There was a, there's actually a flat earther. Um, I think he was one of the more recent ones, actually. Um, not not as recent as uh, you know our popularity with YouTube and and uh, some celebrities recently, but um, and he said, um, you know, any you know, baseball player could, you know, be a, you know, uh, you know, the best baseball player in the world if only his hits were, you know, recorded and none of his misses. And I think it is frustrating to people to, to you know, be constantly told different things when these are, uh, you know, we're, we're paying, uh, you know, a lot of money uh, and we our whole society is structured around trying to, you know, give the people that, uh, should have the ability to, you know, suss out the truth, the means to do so. And when a lot of, you know, us, a lot of the, us normal people just don't have those abilities. And so we put a lot of trust into them. And when that trust is betrayed over and over and over again, and I, I realize that, you know, that's somewhat the nature of discovery. But on the other hand, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's, um, you know, either has to do with funding or political means or, um, uh, you know, just just greed and, uh, bad research or you know acad- you know lust for academic fame and whatnot so I, yeah i could see why people might get a little mad and might or might start opening their mind a, a bit and stop saying well let's let's stop listening to the, the monks that are handing us down this dogma and start thinking a little bit more for ourselves yeah and um <laughs> one point of um example is you know i have a, a son who's 10 years old and um, he's in the public school system and to this day to this day john they still teach that Columbus discovered America. <laughs> they, 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 I mean, they, that's exactly what's written. And my, oh. my son comes home and he's like, you know, dad, we got to do this thing about Christopher Columbus discovering America. And I'm like, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. What, <laughs> what are they teaching you again? I mean, because yes, I was taught that too as a child, but as I got older and doing my own research and, you know, doing my own investigation, which I, I tell everybody to do. I tell everybody, no matter how old you are, young or old, do your own research before you make a decision on anything. But I've learned through time that that's not the case. But they're still teaching our children this. You know, they're still teaching. They're 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 programming our children to believe this this thing that's not true. So I I can see what you're talking about. I understand completely. It's surprising. Like, I don't know. One one of these days I should write a book with just all the ridiculous stuff you can find in textbooks because it really is laugh-worthy sometimes. Um, And people do. We trust these scientists and uh, and the organizations that, you know, decide what goes in textbooks and whatnot. And uh, and we put a lot of, you know, our work and the blood, sweat, and tears of our society into it. And it's just – it's uh, disappointing. Um, Very disappointing. Very disappointing. Um, let me ask you this, John. Uh, a lot of people bring up the fact of time zones as a proof that the world is round. That's it's one of those things that you know is, uh, as a point of contention. Is time zones maybe a thing that can be explained in both the flat Earth and also the round theory? Oh, definitely. And I, I think when you start researching and going down the line and, and reading it, um, 
I think that's true of a lot of things, or if not all of them, um, uh, except for the things that, you know, we, we can explain that the rounders can't. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, you know, again, the, one of the, the first attempt to do that and um, was, uh, again, with uh, Samuel Robotham. And uh, he, he came up with, uh, you know, the the flat earth map that, that sort of looks like the UN logo or the, the logo that the UN, uh, I believe, later adopted. Um which you know <laughs> has its own little bucket there of interesting stuff. Yeah. But if you ever if you ever, you've never seen it, um, it's uh, you have the North Pole in the center, and on the outside you have uh, a ring of the Antarctic, and then uh, the sun would be traveling roughly around the equator. You know, depending on time of year and whatnot, um, lighting a particular portion of, of the Earth any time of the day. Uh, of course, you know if you keep doing the research down the flat Earth. Um, down flat earth theories and, and whatnot, you, you'll find a lot more explanations. But a lot of these, uh, to, and, and I think it might have been. No, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to say that because I, I don't remember off the top of my head. I, I was going to say I, I think Isaac Asimov actually made that that argument in um, flat earth equations. Um, but I, and I don't. I, I don't. That's not sitting comfortable for me. But no, it's, it's definitely something. And it, it again, goes. People say, "Well, why isn't it lighting the whole earth at the same time?" And I gave that answer a little bit earlier when I uh, answered the question about why we can't see London um, because light scatters and it, it doesn't travel indefinitely through a medium. Yeah, it dissipates over over distance and time. So yeah, I could see that. Another belief from most flat earth believers, excuse me, is that there is no such things as satellites orbiting the earth allowing us you know obviously to have the capabilities of uh, satellite television cell phone service and you know of course one of the most infamous things the international space station you know if there's no satellites how are we you know how are those things capable can you give me any kind of insight to that sure um it's actually something i, I started researching a couple of years ago but I, i'm sure the the sources are still uh, in this particular database um, as you know, as well as the other ones I looked at. Uh, but if you uh, travel to the IEEE, um, which is a you know an engineering uh, organization, um, but if you go to their uh, IEEE academic database they, they host, which is called the Explore database, and do a search for pseudolites, you'll see uh, just just hundreds of results uh, about uh, you know fake ways to fake pseudolites or satellites, way we, ways we can increase satellite coverage by making man-made flown objects uh it shouldn't be any surprise if we can do this you know i mean if you look at spy planes or other unmanned aircraft it's you know pretty much a no-brainer another thing i wanted to bring up and i, I kind of already know the answer to this but i kind of wanted to ask you anyway just for some of the listeners that you know may not know the answer to this but you know mm -hmm. nasa has released hundreds and hundreds of photos of the you know outer space demonstrating you know, the planets, the moon, the sun, they're all in a round shape, of course. Why is that not the end all to be all in the evidence of that the earth and planets are being, you know, they're, they're round. Why is Why is that? Well, I think first off, um, it would be, it would be if we could trust these people to, to tell us, you know, what, to, if, if we could trust the scientists to actually tell us <laughs> you know, what we're paying them for, yeah, that'd be great. Um, when you, when you actually look at the images though, and I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you know this, just having, looked at some of the, the moon landing stuff and come to your own conclusions there. Yeah. But some of it's just completely bonkers. You, you have to, you know, your brain would have to be falling out of your head to believe some of these photos. And right now you can even go to NASA's website. And I think when you say, you know, some of these pictures that, that prove the earth is round, everyone immediately thinks of 
uh, that the blue marble picture where it looks like a little blue marble in space and it you know has you know a bunch of clouds. And there's two interesting things about that picture. One, um, if you look closely enough, you can actually find somewhere in the clouds where it, sex is spelled out, uh, you know, plain as day. Uh, and then tying into that, if you go to NASA's website right now, probably, um, I doubt they've taken it down. It's been up there for forever. There's a fellow there that works, works there that's called Mr. Blue Marble. And, in, uh, you know, if you do a search for Mr. Blue Marble NASA, it's going to come up right away. And he talks about, uh, he has a you know, little spot on him where they, he explains what he does. And he talks about how he takes, um, you know, just thousands of satellite pictures that are, you know, flat pictures. And he stitches them together to uh, create pictures, you know, create the image that we expect to see of, the, of, the, of a round Earth. Um, so it's, it's very hard to trust them. And, th- and then you also have stuff like losing the, you know, the moon landing footage. Uh, uh, I don't know, going across the, the country, divers repeatedly being caught for cocaine uh, on their premises, um, not being able to explain like millions of dollars of their budgets one year and, you know, just nothing ever comes of it. Uh, it's, uh, we, we like to, because of instances like this, and this is an extreme example, but um, the, the flat earth idea was originally found on this idea known as zeneticism and uh, literally means to, you know, to seek by, through inquiry Um I think more realistic it means, uh, you know, do your own research, do your own tests, and come to your own conclusion given your own evidence. Um, this doesn't mean, you know, ignore all the evidence in the world other people make, but firsthand evidence should be primary. And uh, NASA's giving us, you know, just reason after reason to I- ignore what they say because they aren't being honest about it. And and, and then again, they're, they're doing other duplicitous stuff, uh, such as, like, you know, inventing technologies uh, and again, uh, selling them to the private sector. And so if you happen to be a citizen who wants to make use of this technology that your you know, tax dollars paid for, you actually have to end up paying for it twice, once through your taxes and then once to the uh, private corporation who uh, uh, you know, owns it now. Uh, so it's just really hard to take anything they say seriously. <laughs> Especially, uh, I'm sure you know quite a few of them, but there's just been goof-ups and goof-ups all over the years. So it's ridiculous. Yeah, John, I've seen it all. Listen, I you know, when it comes to NASA, I'm not really, you know, giving them much clout. You know, it, you know, it goes back to when they, you know, even stealing patents, you know, from normal people, you know, going to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people that were able to power cars with just water and stealing that patent and burying it under, you know, you know, loads and loads of um, you know, red tape and paperwork. So, yeah, I, I totally see that. Um, another theory is, you know, one of the most recent um, maybe examples of why the Earth may be flat is I, I go back to Operation Paperclip and Admiral Byrd and um, that whole operation and, you know, what they witnessed. Uh, could you maybe elaborate? I, I, I know personally I've done the research, so I, I know where this kind of ties in to the flat earth theory, but could you maybe give my listeners maybe a, uh, a thread as how that whole, you know, operation paperclip ties in to the flat earth theory. Uh, sure. And that's uh, definitely an area that I'm less uh, versed in compared to, you know, some of the, the newer flat earthers. Uh, you didn't actually really hear it come about, come about to, until recently in the flat earth circle, which I find interesting. But if memory serves, and please correct me if I'm wrong, um, so I might be thinking of something else. Uh, but the, uh, Admiral Byrd uh, spent quite a lot of time um, 
exploring Antarctica. And eventually he had a couple failures there and, and he uh, ended up, you know, coming back one final time. And when he did, uh, he has just the, the most interesting um, account of it. And that he, in that he said that there, he eventually came to a plane where it was completely flat and everything was, uh, it was just an unbounded, you know, area of resources that were just, just so amazing that, um, it just doesn't really make sense given that Antarctica, well, it is true that everyone is fighting over Antarctica for resources and there's a UN treaty uh, to that effect. Um, perhaps that gives us that theory that of birds or that story of birds um, and that th- theory in general a little more cloud. Yeah, I think that's the uh, Trans-Pacific uh, Pact or something like that, that they, um, or something like that to that effect that actually was probably, I think it was just... Uh, uh, shot down by Trump as in, in our administration, just as recent, um, they, 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 they kind of, you know, eradicated that, um, where, you know, all the countries in, in our world basically came to an agreement that we would not go to that area. And I, I find that quite interesting. Why, you know, out of all the things in this world, why would you, why wouldn't you want to, you know, go to a certain part of the world to maybe share those resources? I know maybe there's a little bit of, uh, you know, kind of fight to who gets there first kind of thing. But again, it, it kind of points to the whole fact of, you know, there's something more to than what we actually know. Yeah. And some of it you can, you can sort of explain it a bit way with, you know, well, these companies, if you let people come here, uh, you know, freely, they're just going to, you know, pillage and rape the landscape and take all the oil and, uh, leave it, leave a mess for, you know, uh, from then on. But like, that doesn't, it's not very satisfying, you know, explanation when you actually go through uh, what the agreement was about and uh, some of the provisions that just doesn't make sense um, without having an explanation like, well, you know, what's really beyond the Antarctic? What's, what's really out there? And I, I think the governments of the world are scared for us to know uh, in the same way, um, you know, they're, they're scared for us to know that the earth isn't uh, round. It delegitimizes them. If you can imagine how uh, mad or upset or, uh, you know, questioning people are right now uh, simply because, uh, you know, our textbooks are wrong and we're being told different things every day. You know, what what if all of a sudden we found out uh, we were wrong about everything? Like the the most basic fact that um, we use as a uh, or, you know, even the president of the United States has used as a joke said, you know, oh, these flat earthers or whatnot don't believe in climate change and stuff like that. It really undermines um, their ability to do anything or to rule um, or to even keep a peaceful state or, you know, rule in a, in a beneficial way. Uh, so yeah, it's scary uh, to, to think about the Antarctic. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like they're just trying to put as much interference as possible just to distract everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the estimation that I get when I start to see a lot of static in one area, I, I, and I, I look at it as, okay, where is the static coming from? Is it coming from the government? Is it coming from people? And when I see the, the majority of it coming from the government, I, I automatically question. It's like, okay, why are they doing that? Obviously, are they trying to hide something? What is the case, you know, in this particular instance? Now, um, John, could you, in, in, in maybe in finality, could you give me one, you know, big pinnacle estimation as to, to the proof of the, the flat earth theory? Anything at all? Well, you know, honestly, it's that uh, I really do feel that all evidence points that way. If you look at any any particular point of, of you know contention, and um, you know we're not alone in this. If you look back in history, some other people groups have uh, come come to the flat Earth themselves. Like uh, um, some uh, Taoist scientists actually uh, constructed the exact same model we did uh, um, 
using Aristophanes' experiment of all things, which is usually used to prove us wrong. Um, and and it says, and they came up with the the you know conclusion that the Earth was flat too. Um, so and and then when you look at things like Aristophanes, you, you have to realize that um, that that particular experiment and, and most other ones um, are based off the idea that the Earth is round. They're not proving it. They're they're assuming it so that they can calculate the circumference or they can. Um, calculate some other thing based off that there's no scientists in this world today that will walk into uh, any job. Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually pretty uh, hesitant myself to, to say my beliefs and my work. Um, and then still expect to have a job the next and uh, without being able to trust the authority uh, on knowledge, you know, that we have in our culture. Um, I'm going to side with, with every single piece of evidence I've ever seen that everything says it's uh, flat water you know is level uh, it always is um i mean unless you're pouring a pitcher or something but of course we're not talking about that um I, i'd i'd love to hear a reason why it's round to be honest you know that's great stuff john you know i i, I think you've brought a lot of um great points to this particular theory i really hang my hat i'm sorry to the to the fact that you know scientists themselves like yourself have subscribe to this theory you know we're not talking about some crazy conspiracy you know conspiracy theorists like myself you know in the middle of nowhere no these are scientists that are actually saying this and you know with actual empirical evidence and that's what actually really really you know turns my head to this sole subject because i think that's the most fascinating part about this is that you you actually are getting people of your caliber that are actually subscribing to this theory and um you know saying that this is something that should be actually looked at and um i i, I applaud you john and um could you give me some more information about the uh uh the flatter society well definitely um uh i guess the best place to, to ch- check us out learn a little bit more about us uh would be the flatearthsociety.org um you can find our library there uh, which just has hosts and hosts of uh, literature on the subject, as well as our online forums. We can come in and you know talk with real flat earthers or uh, a lot of angry uh, round earthers that come to. Uh, <laughs> There's to a lot of angry us. ones out there, John. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, it always keeps us on our toes. And uh, yeah, uh, uh, you know, just come check us out. That's probably the best way to to learn more about us. Yeah, and that's another thing that I want to kind of point out too. You know, there's a lot of people obviously that don't believe in this, and and that's fine. But it mm-hmm. just seems to me that there's such a high degree of um, hostility when it comes to something like this, and it kind of boggles my mind. It's just because, like, yeah, obviously it may be you know completely opposite to what you've been indoctrinized as far as what you believe in, but why would you be so angry towards, you know, other people that have oh opposing gosh. views? I, I can't tell you how many times, I, one of the things I, you know, I do that I failed to mention as secretary is I answer, you know, I, I do my best in the age of the internet. It's a little hard, but I try to answer every correspondence that comes, you know, through my desk, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or whatnot. And you wouldn't believe how many times I get told to jump off, you know, the edge of the earth or to kill myself. Um, but then, you know, you know, now and then I'll be able to, calm them down a little bit and, and talk about the matter a little bit more rationally. And what I find out is uh, most of these are the people that uh, don't know why they believe it's round and they'll give explanations and I'll be like, well, that's on Snopes.com as, or, or, you know, as an example as being false, you know, totally so flush backwards. Um, and so 
I, I, I think it scares them um, that they might be wrong and that everything they've been told might be wrong. And it should scare them. It should scare all of us. Yeah, the the unknown is the is the most uh, the scariest thing in, in the world. So I, I always truly believe that. And you know, when people uh, have a hard time wrapping their minds around um, a theory, I think that the first thing that jumps into their mind is fear. The next thing after that is uh, fighting against that and being nasty as possible. So I, I totally feel for you, my my friend John. And uh, <laughs> I don't know how yeah I don't know how you deal with that with the with the backlash when it when it comes to this. So I de- I definitely. Uh, you know, give you props when it comes to that. Um, John, could you give me any more information regarding uh, the flat earth and where, you know, more people can find any of that information or your information? Um, yeah. Well, again, our, our site's a great place. Um, there's a lot of good literature out there. A lot of it we make avail- available, but you know, you can uh, uh, check it out on Amazon. We actually have gotten quite a few people reprinting uh, the books nowadays. Uh, if, you, if you happen to be in Knoxville, um, we have some offices that you can come and visit. Um, uh, at, at least for the time being, we're thinking about moving them uh, as uh, we used to be located in London. And uh, well, that's another long story. Um, but no, mostly the, the flatearthsociety.org uh, would be the best place to come. We have other places. You can also check us out at Flat Earth Today on uh, Facebook as well as uh, Flat Earth Today on Twitter. <laughs> I always forget the, the some of the social networks. No, no, no. Listen, I'm I'm, a, I'm as guilty as you when it comes to that. So thank you for you know giving me that information. So John, uh, thank you so much again for uh, coming here on Dark Fringe Radio. Um, I do appreciate it, and uh, we definitely will have you back on here again in the future. And uh, if there's anything that I can do on my end to promote anything uh, regarding the flat Earth theory, please um, you know let me know. Okay. Definitely, I will do that. All right, wonderful. Listen, um, again, Will Martin is here with Dark Fringe Radio. I want to thank my guest, John Davis, with the Flatter Society. If again, if you have any questions, uh, you know, look at the Flatter Society and uh, you know, look into their website, look into the information, do your research. That's what I tell everybody. Everybody that looks into the flat Earth, everybody asks me, "Hey, what do you think about the flat Earth? Do you think the, fl- the Earth is flat? Do you think it's round?" What I tell them is this: Do your research. Don't ask me. Do your research. That's nice. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And I don't want to I don't want to sway anybody one way or the other. I say, listen, do your research and come up with your own estimation from that point on. So again, John, thank you so much, and I do appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me on. 